Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This program is brought to you weekly by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. Stay tuned for today's message. Good morning and welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast again. And we're thankful to have you tune in with us here on the program on behalf of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi, where I'm the pastor at, as well as Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi. We would warmly invite you to come and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. in Caledonia or in Ackerman, Mississippi, as well as on Wednesday nights, you can come see us in Starkville, Mississippi at 6 p.m. where we meet for worship every Wednesday night at the New Covenant Church building at 200 West Garrett Road in Starkville. We invite you to go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com, subscribe to our podcast, and find churches that may be closer to you. You can also go to macedonia-pbc.org for other sermons as well as sermon series that I have undertaken during my time on the radio program, and we hope all of that content can be a blessing for you. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Please contact us. Please email us. We would love to correspond with you, to answer any questions, or to help you or pray for you in any way. So we would love to have you email us at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. Today we would like to continue our series on the will of God as we look at various aspects of God's will, God's providential will, and how do we discern God's providential will for our life. So we hope the Lord will bless our consideration of that this morning. We hope to bring that message for you right after this song, so please stay tuned on the program today.
Good morning, and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. During my time on our radio series, we have been trying to consider the will of God together, and we've considered God's purpose of His will, which is His glory and honor and praise, and we've considered three aspects, three types of God's will in Scripture, God's sovereign will, God's commanded will in the Scriptures, and then God's providential will. Now, essentially, for the rest of our time in this series in the consideration of God's will, we will spend the rest of our time focusing on God's providential will. So obviously God's sovereign will is based on God's sovereignty, right? We don't have to say, Lord, what is your will for the salvation of sinners? Well, no, his will was ordained for the salvation of sinners before the world began. He made a covenant. He perfectly executed that covenant. And everyone that he loved before the world began will be perfectly saved in heaven. Okay, and amen. So we don't have to worry about God's sovereign will because he takes care of all of that. And we know what God's commanded will is because he's given us the word of God. He's given us the scriptures to tell us what he expects of us in obedience to his commandments in the word of God. So when people say, what is God's will for my life? When people say and they pray, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And they try to discern, what would God have me to do? What's his will for my life? What they mean is what is God's providential pathway for me in my life? And one of the most important things to understand about God's providential will is that it is unique to you, okay? It's unique to you. We'll come back to this verse later on in future messages. But in John 21, Peter had just been told by Jesus that he's going to be martyred for the cause of Christ. And Peter gets nervous, as anyone would, as I would. And he starts looking around and he says, well, what about John? What about him? What's going to happen to him? And then Jesus says, if he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? You follow thou me. The Apostle Paul wrote through the Spirit to the Corinthians, and he says, they measuring themselves by themselves are not wise, okay? So sometimes we get in the habit of comparing ourselves to other people. And I want you to understand that God's will for your life, this may sound simple, but it's so profound to understand, (laughs) that God's will for your life is God's will for your life, right? That not everyone is guided in the same pathway. The pathway of discipleship that God's providential will would guide was different for Peter than it was for the Apostle John. So his manner of success in serving God is not by comparing himself to somebody else and not by comparing himself to cultural norms or expectations. No, success in following God's providential will for your life is that you are doing the absolute best you can with the capabilities that you have available to you, the spiritual gifts that you've been given, the knowledge and the clarity that you have. You are making the absolute best decisions that you can in your life with the information that is available to you at that time. Success for you in the will of God is fully maximizing your spiritual gifts in the kingdom of God for the glory of God and for the edification of the body as a whole, okay? That is the framework. That is the overall focus through which every aspect of God's will manifests, okay? 
So when people say, what's God's will for my life? What they mean is what is my individual pathway in which God will guide me that is unique to me that I will find my fullest degree of joy and peace and happiness and hopefully material blessings, but more than that, spiritual blessings in the kingdom of God What is my most abundant life, if you'll let me put it like that, right? My desire is to live an abundant life, but my desire is to live the most abundant life. And the most abundant life for me is different than someone else. I mean, a very simple example is that I have been called to be a minister of the gospel. And if I neglect that, if I neglect God's calling in my life to be a minister that I will not be living the most abundant life that I can. But others are not called to be a minister. Others don't have that calling and that responsibility. So they don't need to compare themselves to my life or my fullest aspect of the abundant life. No, you discern your spiritual gifts and you pray for God to guide you to where you can maximize what God has given you to the best of your ability for his glory. And if you are doing that, you will be filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory, and you will have a peace that passes all understanding in the kingdom of God, okay? But the real challenge is for us to have a contentment, a peace in our souls that we know that we are following God's will for our life not by comparing ourselves to other people. And I know I fall into this trap too. We have these societal norms and we have some people that would have a burden to have a career that may be looked down upon. And hey, praise God for plumbers, right? (laughs) They're really important when you need them. But you know what? Some people would look down on that kind of a profession. But if someone feels burdened to be a plumber, let me tell you, that's a really good job. That's a really good career. And boy, you are well needed in this world, right? But some people may look down on that kind of a career. Some people may look down on a trade career and say, oh, well, you didn't go to college, so you're not fully maximizing God's will in your life. Well, no. If you feel burdened to pursue a career that's through a trade or even through a high school education, now get as much education as you can, but if you feel led to go in a pathway that doesn't involve college, hey, praise God for that, right? But we have this pressure that, oh, you have to go to college. Well, college is a good thing, but it's not right for everybody. And you don't need to feel like that you're not following God's will because you're doing something different than the general disposition of societal pressures and norms. There's this idea in cultural pressure that if you're not married by a certain age, then you're doing something wrong. Well, you may be doing something wrong. (laughs) And if you are, the Lord will give you clarity in that. But you know what? It may just not be the Lord's will for that to happen in your life yet. Maybe this is a season in your life where you need to learn things. I know that was the case with me, that I wasn't married till I was 31. And I had lessons I needed to learn during that season of singleness and life events that were critical for me to be where I needed to be to make me the kind of husband that I needed to be. And the Lord knows all that. He knows that I would have, if I was married when I was 18, I would have been a dumpster fire. Not that great now, but I would have been a mess if I was married at 18. Well, the Lord knew that, right? And he gave me opportunities in life and circumstances to give me the maturity that I needed to be the best husband I could be when he opened that door for me. I've seen that kind of guidance in my career, that he's allowed me to 
to take different steps and different stages to put me in a good position to have a better job in the future. And God just, he molds and guides all that together. But what I'm saying is some people would look at your life and look at you very judgmentally by whatever metric. And by the way, it may just be their own unsatisfaction that they want to make you feel bad. Okay. So don't, don't lose sight of that either. But some people would say, if you haven't done this by this age, or you haven't done this in this way, then you're probably not really fulfilling God's will for your life in the manner that you ought to. Well, if you are forsaking God's will in your life, God always gives abundant clarity if we are living in disobedience, okay? Do you think that Jonah had to worry when he was swallowed up by that whale? Oh, I wonder why I'm here. Oh, I wonder why I'm in the belly of hell. No, the Lord made that abundantly clear. Why? Because he was in direct disobedience, by the way, of God's commanded will. God told him to do something. He chose to do the opposite and look where it got him. Okay. So God's will for your life is not determined by cultural or societal metrics or expectations or norms. They're not determined by specific timelines that are set by yourself or by other people. Many times the periods of waiting for God's will to be manifested are some of the most important seasons of life. I know I can say that for me, that not only would I have been a horrible husband at 18, also the Lord cleared my slate to where when the Lord called me to preach, I could focus so much on the Word of God and invest myself in the Word of God. And that was a necessary foundation that had to be poured for my ministry that I know would have been a much more unstable foundation if I was married with kids during that time period. And again, the Lord knows all that. The Lord knows all that. So what did he do in his providence? He waited for me to be in the right position. And then he just brought my amazing wife. And now I have the privilege of having a child. And the Lord waited for the right time to bless us to have children so that we could learn the lessons we needed during our period of just us being married that allows us to be prepared for raising our children. You see, God knows all this. He knows what's best for you. And by the way, especially in regards to comparing yourself to other people, when you are trying to discern God's will for your life, do not fall into the worldly trap of comparing yourself to other people. And boy, this is so hard in our day, isn't it? It's so hard in our social media age where we have Instagram, where we have Facebook, and people present their filtered, manicured presentation of what they want you to see to give the pretense that they're doing great when the reality is they're struggling just as much, if not more, than you are. But they, they want to give the pretense that they've got it all figured out. They want to give the pretense that they're walking in the will of God when I guarantee you they're doubting just like you are too. But we fall into that trap and we're all we're all prone to it. I'm, I'm not isolated from that either. To look at a portrayal of someone's life on social media and say, oh man, look how great they're doing. I'm not keeping up with them, okay? Do not let Satan tempt you to fall into the trap of comparing God's providential will for your life with other people, okay? Your providential pathway in life is just that. It's your providential pathway in life, and you can't compare yourself to other people. 
Satan wants you to do that. And he wants you to question God. He wants you to question God's path for your life. And one of the main ways he does that is by getting you to question it by comparing yourself to other people, okay? Do not let Satan pull you into that trap. So what's God's will for my life? Can't compare myself to other people. I have to discern what is the individual pathway that I can utilize my spiritual gifts to the best of my ability to live my most abundant life. And we're going to keep coming back to that. My most abundant life. Now, if you serve God in his kingdom, you're going to have the abundant life. But you know what? You can squander a little bit of that most abundant life, okay? So we want you to have, and God wants you to have, the very best that you could have. I want to go back very quickly to what we were saying about not, not comparing yourself to others. God is our heavenly Father, and any good parent knows that you cannot treat every child exactly the same because every child is unique, right? So God knows in his wisdom and his perfect omniscience that he can't treat every child the same. This child struggles with this, so I need to spend extra attention in teaching him this lesson because if I don't, he's going to make a poor decision when this is brought to his plate in the future. And so many times God will defer things of happening. I know I've seen that in my life. He waited to bring things into my life because I had lessons I needed to learn and I would have dropped the ball if they came earlier because I had not learned and matured in the manner that I ought to to be ready when God brought that into my life, okay? So as any good parent, they evaluate the immediate condition of their child and they tailor their teaching and they tailor their guidance based on what that individual child needs. And if one child is struggling a little bit, we've got to take them a little bit slower. If one is very mature, then we can allow them to go a little bit. But also you may see maybe that child's a little bit too prideful. Maybe he needs to learn some lessons of humility and the Lord knows all of that. So as a perfect heavenly father, he treats each of his children differently. As any good parent, you want to be consistent and as fair as possible. But for their individual growth, you can't treat them all the same. You can't because they are different, okay? And God knows that. So each of his children, he guides them individually in the right path, and he deals with them differently. God knows how to deal with me, and he knows how to deal with you because he is a good heavenly father, okay? He knows the needs of his children. So God will providentially guide you according to his will. Look at these beautiful verses, and I hope these just reassure your heart that God is looking as our heavenly father to guide you according to his will. Psalm 32 and verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. That, that gives that fatherly instruction language, doesn't it? I will guide thee with mine eye. Psalm 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. They're established by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Psalm 25, verse 12 to 14, what man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease. Oh, I love that verse. When I get all nervous and afraid and I let anxiety and fear start crippling me, I go back to this verse 
Psalm 25 and verse 13, very often, his soul shall dwell at ease. Boy, if your soul dwells at ease, that's a good day. Amen. How does your soul dwell at ease? By fearing the Lord and trusting him, trusting him that he's going to teach you in the way that he shall choose. That's important. He's going to teach you in the way that he shall choose, not the way that you will choose. And then the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. He will give you clarity for things that are previously concealed, and he will show them his covenant. Proverbs 16 and verse 9, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Aren't you glad for that overruling providence that I choose a path, I devise my way, but God overrules that in a way that's so much better than I could have imagined. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. Isaiah 58 and verse 11, the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. God describing his leadership and guidance of Jacob in the wilderness. Deuteronomy 32 verse 10, he found Jacob in a desert land in the waste howling wilderness and he led him about and instructed him and he kept him as the apple of his eye. If you remember when God first appeared to Jacob, he was living contrary to the word of God, wasn't he? He was not in obedience with God's commanded will. He had to flee because he was lying and his brother wanted to kill him because he stole both his birthright and his blessing. But in spite of that, God kept him as the apple of his eye and he guided him in pathways. And obviously we know Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six very well. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. He's gonna guide you. He's gonna direct you with clarity and vision. So we want to come back next week to looking more precisely at what is God's providential will for my life. And God gives us a framework through which we make godly decisions. And we well know that God does not write out an itinerary for our life and give it to us when we show up or give it to us when we turn 18, that these are all the decisions you're going to make over the next 60 years. No. Why does God do that? In our mind, we would say, man, it'd be so much easier if God just told me everything on the front end. Well, we're not commanded to walk by sight. We're commanded to walk by faith. We have to trust God. We're not commanded to walk by explanations. We walk by faith, not by sight, not by explanations. We walk by faith. So every step we take, we have to trust God. And we many things we don't have 100% clarity on. And we have to trust God. And when you take that step of faith, and when God honors that step of faith, and he shows you that this was my will, and he blesses you with that clarity, that, that strengthens you in your discipleship. And he wants us to take each step as a step of faith. Why? So that we can grow closer to the Lord, that our faith would grow, that our discipleship would grow, and that we would be mature. Jesus, in speaking to the disciples in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, be perfect as my Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now, we're not going to be sinless perfect, 
But that word perfect means mature. And that's God's desire, is for us to reach maturity in our decision-making. And, and that's really what wisdom is, okay? Now, we're talking about this in the context of the will of God. But really, what God does is he gives us a framework. But then he gives us the framework of the word of God. And then we have to exercise wisdom to apply that framework to the daily facts and circumstances that we undertake. Think about wisdom, for example. It says in Proverbs, answer a fool according to his folly. And then right after that, it says, answer not a fool according to his folly. Well, those verses appear to be directly contradictory, don't they? What, which one's right? Well, both of them are right <laughs> under the right circumstances. But Christian maturity is evaluating the circumstances and having the wisdom to apply the Word of God and the Holy Spirit to this individual facts and circumstances and make the right decision at the right time in the right place. And sometimes you say things, sometimes you hold your tongue. And that's essentially what we're called to do is to exercise wisdom. And remember, if you pray for wisdom, James chapter 1 and verse 5, if you pray for wisdom, God will liberally and graciously grant you wisdom. So we will return to look at this in more specific detail, but please be comforted to know that God is actively involved as your heavenly father to guide your steps into your most abundant life. Okay, he's guiding you with his eye. And boy, that is a perfect omniscient eye, isn't it? We are in a good spot if God's guiding you with his eye. Because he, in his omniscience, he can see every pitfall. He can see every pothole. He can see every challenge. And he's going to guide you and protect you from those things. He's guiding you with his eye. And he will direct your steps. We are submitting to the leadership of the Lord and submitting and praying for his will. Again, please return back with us as we continue to discern, Lord willing, the will of God from the Word of God. God bless you. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist church in your area. Visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com to search for a Primitive Baptist church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find additional contact information. This program is also available on iTunes under podcasts with the title, The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Baptist radio broadcast. If you enjoy our program, send us an email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caldonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. Come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 1030 and tune in next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, 
We pray that God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord.